following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero, the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And I am joined by my tag team partner. He is the analysis of the L-O-C. He put the honor back in Ring of Honor before Tony Khan did from the mean streets of L.I. Yo, 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 what is going on? What's up, Ryan? How are you, bro? I know, uh, without going to too much detail, it's been a, you know, it's been a, it's been a weird day for you, bro. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a weird day. It's been a crazy time, man. It's like, uh, just incredibly busy lately. This, this year has started off just so hectic for me, and, uh, you know, I, I had a friend's bachelor party this past weekend, which is why we didn't do the show. I the whole Royal Ramble crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had planned to be home on Sunday morning, and then, you know, plans changed. And uh, I, we, I definitely wanted to get an episode in. It's mm-hmm. a big week, obviously. It's WrestleMania week, so we needed to do this. It's uh, late Tuesday night. I leave for Dallas tomorrow morning. But, man, we got to give the people what they want. So. Yeah, uh, you fly out to Dallas. Uh, what time do you fly out to Dallas tomorrow? Uh, 8.30 a.m. And we're recording this at 11.40 p.m. So this is the dedication yeah. that we're giving you You're guys. Welcome. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody listening. And yeah. I just got home from work at 11 o'clock, okay? <laughs> yeah. look, look at what we do for these for these uh, peckerheads. For the peckerheads, the, the friends of the show, the fots, and for everyone else that is listening to Podcast Universe, if you will. All right. So normally when we do a show, right? By the way, Leo's not here. It's just... It's just a tag team Jones here of me and Ryan. But Leo's normally, been sleeping for like five hours already. <laughs> I think Leo's been sleeping for the past five weeks. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, normally when we do a show, I do my hashtag it's Rebel time gimmick, right? In this case, I am not going to drink a Rebel at 11.40 at night, okay? That's not what I'm doing. But what I will do is I will crack something open. So give me a second. I don't know if you can see this, Ryan. Hold on. Give me a second. Oh, okay. Yes, I can see that. I figure, you know, this is kind of a special occasion. We're doing, I wouldn't call it a WrestleMania special, but I'm, I just opened up a, you know, is it an the Austin, new one or the old No, one? it's a broken IPA. The I can't, I can't find the, so I can't, I've been trying, I've been on a mission trying to find the Stone Cold Lager, and I just can't find it anywhere, dude. Really? Still? Wow. I can't find it. So maybe wow. this weekend for WrestleMania, I could find it. But for now, I'm drinking myself an IPA. Yeah, I'm hoping I could find it down in Dallas. I mean, I'm sure they have it. I'm just, you know, 
I'm afraid they sell out of these very quickly because they probably only get a limited supply. But yeah, it's very good, man. If you could definitely get your hands on it, I definitely recommend. I'm gonna try to get my hands on it this weekend because, like, this weekend, I, while you'll be in Dallas, like having the best time of your life, I will be potentially gaining five pounds and watching 500 <laughs> hours worth of wrestling in the span of three days. <laughs> so the shenanigans begin Thursday night, right? So you have Joey Janela's spring break, and then you have a couple other shows happening. Then you got Friday night, you got, you know, in WWE world, you have the Hall of Fame and obviously the SmackDown going into Mania. And then you have Ring of Honor having a show, uh, the Supercard of Honor, which some interesting things should be happening there. Then you have the second half of spring break and then other, you know, collective shows. And then you have WrestleCon shows and then Saturday and Sunday is obviously WrestleMania. Oh, by the way, NXT stand and delivers happening, but nobody's talking about that. And it's crazy to even say that. Cause why back like a couple of years ago, somebody was to tell you like, Hey, you know, NXT, like one of the hottest, like sub promotions that's out there. And everybody talks about, especially for like big wrestling weekends. Well, fast forward to 2022 Nobody's going to be talking about NXT, and that show is going to be quiet. Would you have believed that person? Yeah, no, definitely not. And, you know, I actually, because NXT was on tonight, and there was nothing else really on tonight, um, but, you know, tuned in and out, and uh, the card is not terrible. It no, really it's not. isn't for Stand and Deliver, um, but there's no hype behind it whatsoever. It's in the afternoon on a Saturday. Um, and, you know, it's mainly a weekend, so people are in town. You know, I wonder how many people are actually going to fill the lower bowl of the American Airlines Center or American Airlines Arena, whatever it's called there in Dallas. I like um, I like the fact that you mentioned that because I had no clue where they were running the show. I had no idea. And I've been to that venue. What is yeah. it, American Airlines Arena? That's what it is? American Airlines Center, some arena. Yeah, it's one of them. Because I went to the Monday Night Raw following WrestleMania 32 where um remember that's when they that the main event was like a fatal four way to crown a new number one contender uh for Roman's title and AJ one I was there and that's yeah. like a that's like a basketball arena so there's no way they're selling that out. Absolutely not. No, they only they only sold the lower bowl of that I believe and maybe like one section or two sections on the um two hundred level that are like in view of the camera because uh, I looked just for shits and gigs, and Ugh. you know the tickets were like twenty two dollars a piece, um, but they were only selling lower bowl seats. So yeah, I mean it, it's maybe on TV they're gonna look like it's it's gonna look like it's a jam packed arena, but it's uh you know it's gonna be weird because it's a huge building. So if there's only a select few people there, I wonder if you're gonna be able to tell. I don't know. It's gonna be freaking weird. Do you think it's gonna be worse? Then when New Japan ran that venue, remember when they ran that venue for like the beginning of the G One a couple years ago, yeah. and they didn't like tarp out any of the like background, so it you just see like a whole bunch of empty seats while Tanahashi's like posing for the crowd. Yeah, no, that that was embarrassing. That was really bad. Uh, <laughs> WWE is not going to do that. I expect them to um, black out most of it. So you might not even see the crowd. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to make it look like it's it's pretty jam packed and full. They're, they're not stupid when it comes to that. They're they're not going to have any empty seats within view of the camera at all. And I also did see um, right before we hopped on to record this, uh, Tommaso Ciampa announced that this is going to be his last match. I'm not sure. I assume he means in NXT, but I don't know. I did not uh, catch that part of the show tonight. I guess when I was going in and out. But, so he um, announces on NXT. 
Apparently, he announced it on NXT, according to what I saw on a Fightful. No. He had a chair that said, uh, the top of the chair says, it looked like a backstage uh, promo, and top of the chair says 9-9-2015, which is when he debuted, and then the bottom says 4-2-22. And, um, it sounds like that might just be his last match in NXT. Yeah, that's that's what I'm assuming. Yeah, it's pretty strange. And it's about do. freaking time. And honestly, he's been doing a lot of stuff on the main roster, so mm-hmm. I guess maybe he changed his stance on that. So maybe he's going up to the main roster. And you know what? I hope he does because uh, <laughs> they could definitely use somebody like him. They need they need some fresh faces up there. They need so. to give him back his old theme song, bro. This this new theme song he has, I, I'm not feeling it, bro. I'm really not yeah, into it. Yeah, they need me a guy, Oh, God. It just takes away a little bit of his mojo, man. I'm not going to lie to you. No, yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. But he has not been the same in a while, you know. Unfortunately. Hey. All right, dude. So I have a couple of notes here. Some newsworthy stuff. Not much because I really want to break down this WrestleMania card, at least most of it, and then some of the other stuff that's happening outside the WWE. But there's no way that me and you are gonna get on this microphone, all right, and do a podcast. And not talk about this Will Smith Chris Rock thing. There's no way we're not oh, gonna yeah. talk about. It. We have to talk about this because this has wrestling written all over it. Whether it's a work, a shoot, this is like the most wrestling thing that's happened outside of the world of professional wrestling. I know, dude. It, so I don't watch any of this stuff. I don't watch any of these. Uh, I, I don't either. By the way, I don't award either. shows. But, I mean, obviously, even if you didn't watch it, you know what went down. I was scrolling through Twitter, and my goodness, this this is why I love I love Twitter in these type of moments, man. Because, oh, my Lord, you had immediately people put the JR, um, you know, commentary on, mm-hmm. the, on the video. They had, um, they did, like, they photoshopped uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith on each side with Mark Henry in the middle. And Mark Henry quote-tweeted, it was like, it's time for the main event. Uh, <laughs> dude, I saw like a blood sport graphic between yeah. the two. Yeah, like, that's, um, so that's uh, Tom's man. Customs. Oh. Tom's Customs is the guy that like yeah. makes all these like custom like cards or whatever that, that are not supposed to happen. And it's like, it looks re- real. Even with us, like once I saw this news break out, I'm like, okay, I got to do something real quick. So... I mocked up a WrestleMania uh, kind of poster type thing for this year with Will Smith and Chris Rock. And if you go, if you guys go at Lucha Outsiders on Instagram, you see that post. And it's gotten so many reshares and so many likes. Like, people were all over this story. And I don't know if I want to go into details about this situation because it's like, this is a wrestling show, right? But okay. at the same time, this is like the most wrestling story. Like, wrestling-related story that's outside of the world of professional wrestling. Because nobody expected this to happen. But then again, there's, like, all these conspiracy theories. Well, you know, the ratings went down. They did. They need to do something, etc. So, is it a work? It's a shoot. I'm going to give you my opinion. And then, if you have any thoughts on it, you could go right ahead. But I don't think this is a work. I think this is a, this is a straight shoot. Uh, Will Smith, for, for a couple years now, has been heavily criticized just based on his relationship with the Jada Pickett Smith on whether they have an open relationship. If not, um, the fact that she constantly talks about Tupac and whatever they had. And then obviously you have the August Alsina element where, you know, that's um, their son's like friend and he ended up like sleeping with her, whatever. So in the public eye, whether they're in an open relationship or not, you know, people are going to have opinions, you know, like the TMZs of the world and the people that report gossip. And Will Smith has been under fire and people, you know, accuse Will Smith of being a cuck, 
if you guys don't know what that is, I suggest you guys look it up. <laughs> they also, um, you know, just ex- have a, accused him of just just being soft. Um, and this goes back to, you know, like the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, hey, Eminem had the joke, too, in one of his records saying, like, you know, Will Smith doesn't have to curse to sell records. Well, I do, so fuck him and fuck you, too. Like, he's always been the butt of the joke of him being somewhat soft and i'm using quotations here soft i like will smith now i I just feel like with him you know doing this role for the for the 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 williams sisters movie playing the father and everyone expected him to win this oscar for best actor and people not necessarily focusing on that and just focusing on other stuff or whatever and then with something i didn't know so i shouldn't even say obviously but jd pickett smith is uh, apparently she suffers from alopecia, which is like a kind of like you lose, like you either get patches on your head or you kind of go bald or whatever. I actually used to suffer from alopecia a couple years ago where I had to get a treatment for it, but it wasn't, I guess, um, as severe as hers. That might have hit a nerve when Chris Rock made the joke, which to me, in my opinion, I don't think the joke was that serious, but I think just all this pressure just made Will Smith blow up and. He just went over there and slapped. It wasn't even. He didn't even slap Chris Rock hard. It was just like, it was one of these situ- one of these situations where you just see it and you're like, did that just happen? Because the slap wasn't even that hard. And my biggest takeaway, and I was actually shout outs to the Royal Ramble, um, Brian. I was talking to him about it, and I was telling him, you know, if you watch that clip, my biggest takeaway wasn't the slap. It wasn't Will Smith cursing him out. It was Chris Rock's reaction of him going like, wow, wow. I must have watched that clip, I don't know how many times. And I laughed every single time to his reaction. Fast forward to now, they both apologize to each other. Whether Chris Rock should have made the joke or not, that's debatable. But uh, I think, uh, you know, Will Smith could have handled things better. And that's about it. That's really my thoughts on it. I mean, I don't dislike Will Smith for it, but... I, I think it was just a bad look for him, you know. If we were in studio right now, I would definitely give him a congratulations. But um, nonetheless, um, that's my thoughts on it, and I, you know, I don't, I do not think it's a work. By the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm in between, uh, one way or another. It, it's it gets people talking, you right? Know? Um, you know, it's. <sighs> If it's a work, you know, and obviously, like, we're wrestling fans. So Shout like, out to the writers if it's a work. <laughs> yeah. And if it's a work, like, what's the payoff? You right. Know? It, so, like, what, 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 what's the point of this, you know, to get people talking? I mean, I, is it worth it? You know, is it worth doing that then? I don't know. I do think it's funny, though, that right before that, uh, the, the joke, the camera catches Will Smith mm-hmm. laughing. And then as soon as Jada looks at him and like rolls her eyes then that's when he goes up there and slaps the shit out of him and then as he's walking back it looks like he's like smiling or laughing it off too Mm -hmm. so like i just don't know man and then what he wins best actor like in half hour later like the whole thing was just weird and awkward you know right um people were saying too i actually saw the a picture he posted a tiktok uh before the oscars and it was like the caption said something but like ready to cause some chaos tonight that's why people uh, were thinking it was a work too uh i don't know man listen either way it was uh it was pretty entertaining <laughs> i loved twitter during it right. i love the memes the jokes um one way or, an, or another, it's uh, it's something that nobody will ever forget. And 
like you said, if it was real, like you, you think, and you know, I could definitely see it being real too. I mean, just that's ballsy, man, to do that on live TV. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I do actually think that the joke was in bad taste. Um, I didn't understand it at first because I didn't know what his wife mm-hmm. was going through. And I didn't even know what G.I. Jane was. I've never seen that movie. At wow, all bro. That, 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 no that just shows how young you are, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Demi uh, Moore shaves her fucking head for that film. Um, I never. By the way, I've never seen the movie G.I. Jane either. But like, I know what G.I. Jane is. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I had no clue. I had to look it up. And then I was like, <laughs> oof. Like, yeah, that's... That's a little rough. Like, I don't know. Maybe she shouldn't have joked about that. But, uh, so yeah, one I, way or another, it was right. pretty funny. I agree with you on that, too. Like, he shouldn't have joked about that if he was aware of the alopecia that she was suffering. And I didn't know that she was suffering from that. I had no clue either. Yeah, I had no clue. So, and also, too, like, if you're going to throw out a joke like that, and I know, like, with these award shows, all these hosts, they mm-hmm. just go off record. They do whatever they right. want, say whatever they want. But he might have wanted to run that by them to see if it was right. okay instead of just uh, doing that on his own. Of course, he didn't expect to get slapped for, for that. But I don't know. I just feel like that's just uh, – even if Will Smith didn't go up there and slap him, I just feel like that's just – I don't know. I – it's not something you should joke about and not something you should be laughing hysterically at either. One last thing uh, on this and we'll move on to the, the next topic I want to talk about is I, what I find very interesting, whether it's a work or a shoot, this whole situation with Will Smith and Chris Rock, I find it very, very interesting how Will Smith has said something about it. Chris Rock has said something about it. But as of right now, unless something has come out recently that I have no clue about, Jada Pickett-Smith has been quiet about the whole thing. She hasn't said anything. Yeah, yeah. He, I th- he posted an apology on his Instagram, but right. I didn't see anything from right. that. Which I find very, very interesting. And she, like, has been heavily criticized on how, by people and media, like, you know, you, you make him look bad, you know, by some uh-huh. of the things you say and do, etc., whatever. And I just find it very interesting that she hasn't said nothing about this whole situation. So, um... That's it. I, you know, we, I don't think we have to uh, talk about this more. I just wanted to touch on this a little bit because, you know, how can we not talk about this, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, especially because uh, it, it's basically, you know, like I said, people don't know if it's a work or, or a shoot. And it's basically involves the world of professional wrestling. So, yeah, definitely. All right, dude. Um, if this shit wouldn't have happened, I think we would have started with this topic. And that's Triple H announcing He's officially retiring from the ring. And while, you know, when you first read the headline before you actually watch the interview, you think like, okay, kind of makes sense. You know, he had a heart condition. Um, You know, he hasn't done much lately. Maybe he just put things in perspective and was like, you know what, I want to retire. And not saying that I didn't think it was a big deal. I still think it's a loss, but it's like, okay, he's getting up with age or whatever. I I could see him, you know, after the, his health scare, you know, just kind of hanging it up. But then after watching the the Stephen A. Smith interview, I'm like, man, I really feel for this guy. Um, Just talking about everything he went through and going back to it being genetic where, you know, it it runs in a family, the the heart condition and him waking up days not knowing that he would, you know, wondering if he's going to ever see his daughters again or, or be with them or guide them. Ugh. I felt for him, man. I really did, man. And this is a tremendous loss in, in a wrestling world in the aspect because he didn't 
do it on his own terms where it's like he had a retirement match and that's it. Whether that retirement match could have been with like a Rollins or like an AJ, etc. Like he didn't have that retirement match where it's like, okay, I'm hanging it up after this. No, he had to do it for uh, health reasons. And I completely understand that. I'm not saying that he didn't do the right thing, but it, it does kind of suck that, that he didn't do it on his terms. And just knowing what he went through and just waking up every day, not knowing if it was going to be his last day. It's, I felt for the guy. I really felt for the guy. And then just watching the interview and just seeing he, he got choked up. He got emotional. I really, really felt very sympathetic for the guy. And, you know, he is a Hall of Famer already, but he's definitely going to go into the Hall of Fame as, as a, a singles competitor as, as well. Not only in the ring, but just everything he's done outside of the ring with NXT and just finding talent and, you know, when he was running the the realms of NXT, how many people, like, he supported and saw something in them. And, obviously, some of those talents are not in NXT anymore. Now they're in the new black and gold brand. But, nonetheless, um, he's done a lot for the wrestling business. And congrats to a, a Hall of Fame career. But it does suck that, you know, he couldn't do it on his terms, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. And, listen, that interview was really uh, tough to, to watch, man. Yep. Like definitely gutting when he started talking about how he didn't know if he was going to wake up to see his daughters and, and stuff like that. Definitely felt for him as well. Um, listen, Triple H is my guy. He'll always be my guy. Ever since I started watching in 2008, man, like, I was instantly hooked. Like, growing up, all my friends loved John Cena. Ugh. Some were Batista fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, some like Batista, some like The Undertaker, Randy Orton. Triple H was always my guy, and I always used to get uh, teased because like people would bust my balls about like oh he's only in the position that he's in because he married the boss's daughter and, and stuff like that I always come to his defense and uh, I don't know I just always loved Triple H man and I'm just so grateful for the memories yep. and uh, the moments that he gave us and yeah you know it sucks that he didn't get a proper retirement match but I'm just happy he's alright man I'm just happy he's yeah. uh, healthy and he's alive and and it doesn't look like it's really bothering him either. Like he just looks like he's got a new perspective on mm -hmm. life uh, because, you know, he was very close to dying and yeah. it's really, really scary when something like that happens, man. Um, and it's just, like I said, uh, I, you know, the one thing that really sucks the most um, is that we're not going to see him on TV in any capacity for the foreseeable future. For now, Obviously, his yeah. in-ring career was coming to a close anyways. Uh, he really, there was nothing more for him to really do. But I really did enjoy seeing him in the role that he was in with NXT, where he was still featured on screen and had it, it looks like he's still going to be scouting talent. Uh, but we're not going to see him on screen. He's not going to be in charge of NXT anymore. So uh, it just kind of sucks that he's kind of going away. Like, he, we're not really going to hear from him that much anymore. It seems like he's doing things really just behind closed doors um and that's the that's the thing that sucks the most but yeah man uh triple h is uh is a legend inside and outside yep. of the ring and, and he's one of the all-time greats and uh listen you know this is why i'm glad we have the network we have access to all of his incredible matches and moments over the years so uh yeah all i can say is thanks to the guy man he's yep. uh he really is is one of the best and i got to meet him twice I'm lucky enough to, to have gotten to meet him how was uh, he? Yeah. I, I never got the opportunity to meet uh, Triple H. How was he meeting him? Yeah, he was cool, man. He he really he's just a down to earth guy. He, he 
just couldn't be any nicer. Stephanie, oh, too. She's great. a total sweetheart. No matter, you know, people could have their opinions on her, but um, she was great as well. It was just, it was two times. It was really a pleasure to meet both of them. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome so, yeah. to hear that. Yeah, you know, um, I, I've always, I, I'm not going to say, I'm, I'm going to sit here, I'm not going to sit here and say I was a diehard Triple H fan, but I have been a fan for him for God knows how long. And uh, I think my my favorite version of Triple H was um, just him rocking the jean jacket with uh, the jean uh, vest over the leather jacket. You know, when he was like the, the legit cerebral assassin and just fucking people up and could even make the argument that he's one of the best heels in WWE history. Like, that that's just how good Triple H was with the stuff with Evolution and DX and, you know, the list of the authority. Like, just everything that he's done. Um... When it comes to like a, a, a wrestling or even a wrestling personality, when he wasn't wrestling, has been great. And then just everything, like you said, he's done backstage with NXT and just running NXT. And you know when he was going through this heart situation, or whatever, you know how bad it had to be. On top of him going through all these health stuff with his heart, he's watching his baby just crumble, and he couldn't do anything about it. I'm sure that had to take a toll on him too. And when it comes to the health aspect. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, listen, this is, uh, he said he still has a defibrillator, I believe it yep, was, yep, he said, yep. in his chest still. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, like like I said, he's just got to focus and worry about just taking care of himself. He said he's still in recovery. Yeah. Uh, I mean, geez, I don't know how long this recovery is. No. That's, that's been a long time. So he's he's been going through hell for the past few months. So he, he just deserves to to hang out with his two mm-hmm. daughters and uh, Stephanie and just chill out and just, you know, enjoy life. Because, yeah. again, you really just can't take it for granted when something like this happens. It really just opens your eyes and gives you a new perspective and really just makes you realize that tomorrow is never guaranteed. So, it's you know, it sounds so cliche, but it's true. Prior, one of his close friends, Scott Hall, passes away, and then he announces this, this retirement announcement a week later. I'm not saying that this wasn't in the works already, but find the timing very interesting. Yeah, well, uh, Stephen A. did ask him, like, why did you wait so long uh, to, like, talk about this? Because he's been quiet for mm-hmm. a while, and... Um, I honestly forgot what his response exactly was. He kind of he didn't really give a clear answer right. as to why. Um, but you know, I, I'm glad he did. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't care how long it took because right. I just feel like everybody, everybody has been wondering for so long. I mean, myself and I, of course, you included, um, have just been wondering like how he's been, where he's been, uh, what really went down. So I'm glad we got the answers finally. Um, and yeah, like I said, this is not how I thought Triple H's career would come to an end, and, and it's not how he thought it would come to an end either. But sometimes you just can't control it. Uh, life happens, and you just got to deal with you know the consequences. So, like I said, the biggest thing is that he's healthy, and uh, he could still be around for his daughters and for staff, and uh, you know he could just now enjoy life, and he'll continue to develop talent and scout talent for WWE, and uh, you know hopefully we'll see him down the line on TV in, in some sort of role. Um, because it's just, like I said, it's going to suck not seeing him, like, at all anymore, you know? Yeah, especially how good he was as, like, a, a on-air role, you know, as a healer. Yeah. He was, he's just so, like, just pumping up the crowd. Yeah, man. Honestly, not even just, yeah. like, putting himself in a storyline, just coming right. out and just pumping up the crowd before takeovers and stuff. Right, like, yeah. I remember those. Like, I remember when he would go out to, like, NXT UK and just pump up the crowd, you know, yeah. before takeover. Like, 
he, yeah. He would tweet and stuff. He would tweet, tweet right. out pictures. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even tweet anymore. Like, oh. he, he's been quiet for a long time, man. It's just... It, it's, it's truly weird. an end of an era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. This is the this is the end of the uh, end of an era <laughs> from, uh, what was that, WrestleMania 28 when oh. uh, Trips, Sean, and, <laughs> that, and Taker that, walked out. That, that should have been that should have been Taker's last match. That, that on the cell match. That should have been Taker's yeah. last match. End of an era. Yeah. End of an era, but they both kept on wrestling. And they had another right. match afterwards, like a couple years later. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable how they create such amazing moments and then they just ruin them. Take her at 33, too. Just ruined it again, you know? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so funny. All right. Um, I, I, You know, it's funny that we're talking about Triple H here. And one of uh, Triple H's closest confidants, uh, you could call him, he was like a uh, a mentor to him, was William Regal. And if you we switch the channel to AEW, you know, William Regal's building up this little group here called the Blackpool combat club and you know what when i first heard it i'm like oh, another club but then after i watched that i saw the logo of the shirt i'm like okay i'm into it <laughs> i'm into it i definitely i really enjoyed john moxley's promo because this was like the first time we really got to hear from mox instead of hearing from brian and regal and this little unit that we're getting in AEW, this little faction or, or group that we're going to eventually get, you know, whether more, more people are joined at some point. I'm into it, man. I'm into it. And I don't I don't hate the name, bro. How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I don't hate it at all, man. I think the shirt's pretty badass. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think it, the name just makes sense. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely something that it can be taken serious. And I just I can't wait to see who else joins this uh this combat club, I think, uh, a nice free agent out there by the name of Cesaro would fit perfectly in that group. Yeah, Cesaro is also um, has a. Really, it's been well documented that that he has a, a really good relationship with William Regal, so that would make sense. You know, he would kind of be like it's kind of like how um, our, our guy Buddy Matthews just joined. Um, you know, with Alistair Black and um, Brody King, right? He would kind of be like uh-huh. that third, you know, to this group. And then they would just need like a kind of like a kind of like a a, 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 a young lion, like a, like a Randy Orton, you know, like the, the, the future. They would just need someone to fill that role. And then, you know, you got a pretty badass stable there, bro. Yeah, dude, it's it, it's sick, man. I'm, I'm so into it. Every week they're facing, you know, new opponents and they just – kicking ass and uh i don't know they just work like a well-oiled machine the two of them and i'm loving william regal on commentary for it uh the wheeler yuda story is is interesting too um i want to see william regal slap somebody every single week, man. i mean <laughs> yeah, and, and listen hey if, if if will smith was trying to to become the new leader of the blackpool uh combat club you know i i i respect it. Let, let me um so let me mention how it's interesting how you know Let's go back to 2013, all right? You know, the, 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 the height of the shield and, and the wides and stuff. And if you remember around that time, uh, around that year, 2013 or whatever, the shield and the wides were, like, feuding with, like, CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan at the time. And if someone would have told you back then, like, hey, in about, I don't know, almost 10 years from now, there's going to be a new organization 
and Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose are going to be a tag team, and William Regal's going to manage them, and another company that doesn't even exist anymore, would you have believed them? Hell no, hell no. <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, in what world? The perfect world, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's so nuts. It's so crazy to, to see, like, you know, close to 10 years ago, fucking, you know, Dean Ambrose was, like, in the shield and just being a badass or whatever, and, and Daniel Bryan was fucking the height of, he's going, he's about to hit the pinnacle uh, of his WWE career at the time, and now they're a fucking tag team. It's so nuts, bro. And, and they work well together. They also are really good friends in real life, but still, it's like, they really mesh well together. No, they definitely do. They, they, Listen, I'm not normally a fan of when they just throw two random singles guys together, but sometimes, like, it's a match made in heaven, and that's the perfect example uh, of these two right here. They are a match made in heaven, bro. I would, I would seriously, not going to lie, put the tag titles on them. And I know that's kind of like uh, a lot of people would are probably going to be against that, and I just – I understand because I don't feel like they should take the spotlight away from the rest of the young tag teams, you know. Uh, but I just want to see them just have, a sh- even if it's a short reign with those tag belts. Even though I don't think they necessarily need them, I think it would be fun if they were the tag champs somewhere down the line. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes, who else joins them. It's definitely one of the most intriguing things on AEW television. Dude. I remember a couple months ago we were talking about how, you know, I would like to see AEW do their own version of a of a TLC, right? You know, and at the time we were mentioning like, hey, you know, we could have like the Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, FTR, and I think we said Proud and Powerful at the time. Uh-huh. Now, with all these fucking tag teams, you've got the Hardys in there now. Like, you have all these fucking tag teams, Moxley and, and fucking Brian are now a tag team. It's just like, Jesus Christ, there's so many tag teams now. Now I feel like I kind of want to change that lineup and maybe just, I don't know what they would do, but if they were to try to do their own version of a of a TLC match, I feel like there's so many tag teams now, like, I don't even know who to pick. <laughs> yeah, well, there was a, um, I, I didn't watch it, but I saw on Twitter that the, Young Bucks and the Hardys yes. doing a uh, being the elite, yep. You know, yeah, with Christian and uh, man, you know, uh, before Edge returned to WWE, that uh, he was talking to AEW. Yeah. Can you imagine if he actually went to AEW and then it all worked out the way it did? And we had, we had the Young Bucks, um, you know, could you, the Hardys and Edge and Christian, could and you, they, 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 could, the Young Bucks were replacing the Dudleys. Could you imagine if? At WrestleMania, AJ Styles beats Edge clean, and then we find out on like the following day or like the later on that week that Edge is done. He fulfilled all his obligations to WWE, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes hey, to AEW. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Listen, we ain't You're getting AJ Styles, but we're getting Edge. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what you just said to me? If you would have, if you if I would have told you that in a few years, Mox and Brian would be tag champs, would you believe me or whatever? Dude, honestly, it's like, it sounds crazy to, like, talk about, like, oh, like, what if Edge is done because AEW, bro, honestly, I ain't putting anything past anybody in the world of 2022 when it comes to professional wrestling. Literally anything can happen because I would have never thought that half the things happening right now would have happened. So, who knows? And and listen, one thing that is very safe to say now is 
Tony Khan is going to continue signing people. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's gonna, he is stop. signing and signing away. And especially now that he has two promotions, forget it. It's it's nuts. Tony Khan has two promotions. <laughs> Dude, he, he literally is never going to stop. He he just, uh, I mean, he's he's got the money to literally sign everybody under the sun at this point. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And I, I don't blame him because these talents out there, well, some of them, let's be honest, some of the signings that he that he that he has done over the past few months have been questionable, in my opinion. And, that is, and that's not me saying that I'm, know you know, I know I think these saying, people aren't talented. I just yeah. feel like they, they weren't necessary signings. Like, uh, um, but then there's, you know, the big dogs that, like, obviously he's got to sign, you know? Like, um, and listen, I am not trying to say these people ain't talented, but it's like you don't really necessarily have to sign like, uh, like, a, like a, a Jake Atlas or a, yep. a Tony Nese. Yep. Um, you know, you could probably throw a couple other ones in there, but like, I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying these these people ain't talented, but right. they were better off being like at an Impact or an MLW yep. or an NWA or I, I don't know. It's like, well, I'm not, so like I like Kara Hogan, right? And she signed with AEW, but has she really made an impact? No pun in AEW. No, she was making a bigger impact in Impact. You get what I'm saying? Is she signed with AEW? Yeah, she signed to an AEW deal, but her deal is oh my gosh. Her deal is one of those deals where like she still does like AEW, but she also appears in NWA. So I forget what tier that is, but she's is appearing like in other promotions. Does that make that's sense? That's weird, man, because I don't I don't think I've seen her on television outside of maybe one appearance. So uh, that's to, why to sign her, even if it's like the bottom of the bottom like mm-hmm. tier. It just seems like a waste of time. Like, why do you even have her even involved then at that point? I, I don't know. But, she's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. She's a dark and elevation regular. Hey, we'll probably see her right. pop up in Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe. I mean, they're going to need some women, right? So, well, that, That's a great transition because I want to talk about Ring of Honor real quick. The best card. You know, this is going to be one of the greatest cards in um, Ring of Honor history. He's going to try to keep the same <laughs> essence of... The Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor loyalty and the diehards. We they don't want to. He doesn't want to change anything. But he's he says he has a great card. He has a bunch of surprises, and this is gonna be one of the best cards in Ring of Honor history. Okay, and listen, when Tony says that, you know he means business. Okay, like you can't you can't even question the man when he when he's throwing gems out like that. When he tells you this is gonna be the best show that we do, listen. You gotta pay attention to him. Now, mind you, he says that about every show, but when he says it, it means something. Okay, um. So I do want to um, bring up Ring of Honor because as of right now, there's only six matches announced. Okay, you have the. It's funny that we're getting two unification matches this WrestleMania weekend with WWE and Ring of Honor. So we get to the to the to determine who's the undisputed world champion between Jonathan Grisham and Bandito. That's the main event. We got for the tag titles, um, the Bristols versus FTR. We got for the interim. Ring of Honor Women's Championship. It, it seems like Tony Khan loves interim titles, okay? Because we got it we got it in AEW, and now we're getting in Ring of Honor. Apparently, Deanna Perrazzo, she can't do the show because I think she is going to come, it's going to come, it's going to, I don't know if it's going to conflict his her impact thing, or she has something to do with WrestleCon as well. I don't know which one it is, but it's conflicting something that she's doing already. So she can't be on the show. So we're going to have an interim women's championship match between Mercedes Martinez and Willow, Willow Nightingale. 
we're getting uh, Jay Lethal versus Lee Morardi. We're getting Alex Zane versus Shane Strickland. And we're getting for the pure championship, um, Josh Woods versus Wheeler Yuta. So, on paper, just looking at this card, this card looks great. I, I like what I'm getting here. and that. But I'm assuming there's probably going to be like two, three other matches announced, not announced, or maybe they're going to be surprised that are happening for this Ring of Honor show. It's happening Friday. So, I probably won't be watching it live, and I'll probably watch it maybe Saturday morning or something. Um, I know you'll be in Dallas. I don't think you're doing the Ring of Honor show, are you? No, no, I don't think okay. I'm doing it. Okay, okay. Are you doing it? So, are you doing any other shows besides Mania as of right now? As of right now, um, I'm going to do New Japan. Okay, okay. Uh, with my buddy that, Ryan. On they Friday look night. like they look like they got a good card. I think what, what do you got? Um, uh, I think it's a uh, Chris Dickinson, Chris Dickinson, and Ishii. Ishii. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Killer Cross, uh, Minoru Suzuki, mm-hmm. uh, Jay White, uh, Mike Bailey. Um. Rocky Romero versus Ren Narita. Uh, and then there's like two other tag matches, and then they're taping two matches for Strong. One's Blake Christian versus Jonah. Oh, and nice. And then the other, the other one's like a six-man tag with like Filthy Tom and, and a few other guys. So, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, and I really wanted to do Spring Break. And, you know, Ring of Honor was very intriguing. The only problem is like, Ring of Honor is uh, like 50 minutes away from where I'm, uh, I'm staying at my Airbnb. Uh, nah, and nah, I nah, I actually nah, think Brian, nah. shout out to Brian Royal Ramble um, and Joe, I think they're actually going to make the trip because I think they really want to do that show. Um, we got 10 people in you know our group uh, in our Airbnb for this trip. And, you know, obviously not everybody was on board for that. And they were the only <laughs> two. for an hour drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know... Mania weekend every year, I'm like, I'm booking shows for myself every single night. And I sat back and said to myself, I'm sitting at Mania all night on Saturday, all night on Sunday. Do I really want to sit at a show all night on Friday as well and Thursday for spring break? I kind of just wanted to hang out, chill, maybe check out some bars, kind of just, I don't know, just take the time to enjoy Dallas and see, you know, uh, what they got there and just not rush around like a lunatic, you know, like I always tend to do. So that's why <laughs> it sucks because the shows look really good. Dude, uh, I think I'm okay with missing it. I think, you know, once I come back after um, the weekend, I think I will look into ordering the Ring of Honor show. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it's going to be a home run for them. So uh, I'm definitely going to watch it later on, but I don't really care about not being there you know like i said the card looks great i'm really looking forward to watching it at some point but you know when you go to mania sometimes you just can't do everything you know and and when things are far away like it's not even in dallas it's like in garland texas you know it's like it's it's at some random it's rough it's rough yeah it's rough you know if tony khan would have bought the company before they announced this uh you know i'm sure they would have been in a better position but, you know. Listen, if Tony Khan would have bought Ring of Honor before, before, like, I'm talking about, like, if he would have ended, like, if he would have popped up at Final Battle when when I was there, if he would have popped up like Shane McMahon saying, like, listen, there's a new owner for the Ring of Honor, and it's Khan. It's Tony Khan, okay? I guarantee you, they probably would have sold out the venue um, that NXT's running tonight on no, fucking yeah, WrestleMania weekend for, sure. for Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. When Tony Khan's involved, man, like you said, you, you know it's it's going to deliver and it's going to be worth your time and money. So, 
So, um, this is where I got confused about uh, when I mentioned the Wrestling Observer. I think um, Tony Khan did this interview with, with another, um, I don't know if it's like a sports show, podcast, whatever. But the Observer did report that something crazy is going to happen at the end of this Ring of Honor show. So, if you guys have been uh, reading the dirt sheets, I posted it on Lucha Outsiders. Bandito's visa is running out, I think, after Mania weekend. Uh, unless someone signs him. He might be out, so I think it's a safe bet that Jonathan Grisham is gonna, you know, unify both Ring of Honor World Championships and he's gonna be the undisputed ROH World Championship. I'm gonna just throw out this theory. Tell me what you think. I predict we're gonna get a banger of a match between Bandino and Jonathan Grisham. Jonathan Grisham is gonna win. He's gonna be crowned the new undisputed Ring of Honor World Champion, and Brian Daniels is gonna come out, and we're gonna get a face off, and that's gonna end the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's. Most likely what's going to happen as well. It's either him or CM Punk. Um, Or I was thinking Samoa Joe. Mm. Um, I I, I could see either. I could either see. My first choice is Brian. But I would probably say um, Samoa Joe before Punk. Yeah. Yeah. I think think it's got to be something involving one of those three. And and that'll be awesome. That'll be a huge way to close that show. And I think a lot of people have been wanting. Especially Brian Danielson versus... Jonathan Gresham. Yep. And, uh, you know, obviously we're going to get that at some point. I'm pretty confident in that. So, um, and now with AEW and Ring of Honor kind of becoming one because of Tony Khan, mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, that that's the only way to end that show, really. End it with a bang. Uh, I know he said on Twitter, too. I think he was on Twitter, or maybe he was on Busted Open, too. Uh, he was just like, don't leave early. You know, don't leave the show early. So, you know, you uh, I think it's... It's got to be something involving those three, so it's it's very exciting. Yeah, the new era of Ring of Honor. You didn't kill it, right? You did not kill it. I didn't. Look, at it. dude, it's back. It's better than ever now, man. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into the WrestleMania stuff, uh, WrestleMania cards, let's talk some GCW real quick. So, um, I was just looking at their IG page right now, and they 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 have a, they have a plethora of shows happening in the collective, right? But the three that stand out for me, okay, this is just me, is the Blood Sport card, and that's on Thursday, and I don't think you're doing that, right? Uh, no, I'm not okay. going to do Blood Sport. And then it's uh, the two Spring Break cards. But I'm going to just read a couple matches that's going to happen on night one of Spring Break, because this Joey Janela Spring Break is too big for just one night, okay? I don't know oh, where they... I, don't, I have no idea where they got this gimmick from. But it's too big for just one night, okay? Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, they, they must have come up with that themselves. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if this is going to main event. I would assume John Moxley defending the GCW World Championship against AJ Gray. A lot of people think AJ Gray is going to bring the title back home, if you will. I don't see that happening. I think Moxley retains. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to say Moxley retains. But, man, this should be freaking awesome, dude. I mean, uh... Like I said, they're making it really difficult for me to pass up on these shows because, uh, like I said, the card is stacked top to bottom. But, yeah, Mox, uh, I don't see him drop the belt. So you have a couple other matches here. You have Joey Janela on X-Pac. That should be a really good match. Then you have a, a, a three-way, a triple threat match for the GCW Tag Team Championships. You have Nick Gage and Matt Tremont, Second Gear Crew, and the Briscoes. Yo, the Briscoes are putting in the fucking work this WrestleMania weekend. They They're, really are. The Good Brothers for the, the, the multiverse of matches over an impact. You got the Ring of Honor show uh, against FTR. 
and then you you're in a in a crazy three way. You know they're all all three all six guys are gonna beat the shit out of each other. Jesus fucking Christ, bro. Listen, it was up to me. And no disrespect to FTR because I'm a big fan of FTR, but like I kind of want to see the Briscoes retain the Ring of Honor titles and then gain back the GCW Tag Team Championships. But that's just <laughs> me. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, as much as I want to see the Briscoes take it, I have a funny feeling that Nick Gage and Matt Tremont are going to retain. Yeah, I mean, uh, I have a feeling they probably will too. And let's just hope the match is longer than it was at the yeah, Amistad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, either way, it should be chaos. Yeah, it should be nuts. Uh, so, night two, and I'm not reading all the matches here, but like on night two, you have uh, Chris Dickinson versus Matt Cardona. I don't know if this is for the NWA World Ch- Championship, but I would take a guess it is. Chris, Chris Dickinson <laughs> kept on telling Matt, uh, Matt Cardona that this title doesn't mean shit. So, I would assume <laughs> that it's for the title. Listen, um,. This is Chris Dickinson's big weekend because he's returning from injury. Uh, he has a match with uh, uh, Ishii. Um, I know he's going to be involved in Bloodsport as well. And then you have this match with Matt Cardona. <sighs> this is a rough one. Because part of me feels like Chris Dickinson needs to win. Like he deserves to win, I mean. But I think Matt Cardona is going to go over. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to predict, man, because, like you said, Chris Dickinson's coming back. This is his, his big weekend, his big return. Mm-hmm. You think he's got to go over, right? Mm-hmm. Cardona's been going over a lot at, at these GCW shows, so it's, it's kind of just like, when is enough enough? Right. Um, so I, I'm going to go with Chris Dickinson okay. here, but either way, this matchup is uh, super intriguing, man, yeah. and Matt Cardona continues to just do great work. Now, what could be more intriguing than this match on night two, okay, of spring break? I'm going to tell you right now, Minoru Suzuki versus Effie. <laughs> yeah, yo. What an unreal, <laughs> bizarre match that, uh, you know, I was listening to the Joey Janela interview that he did with uh, Denise Salcedo yeah, uh, yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago, yeah. uh, you know, talking about all, all everything, yeah. you know. Uh, and he said that, you know, he obviously he had booked Minoru Suzuki versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, that was supposed to happen in 2020, yeah. but the pandemic ruined that, and a lot of people were tweeting at him that you know they wanted to see that match, but unfortunately, Orange Cassidy yeah. wasn't available, so he he felt like Effie was the next like best choice, and honestly, I he's agree. 100% right, I agree, one thousand percent. You know, we we I think uh I think we talked about it on this show because I remember having this conversation with a couple of people, but I I think I think we did talk about it on the show. You know, Effie is very very over and. Prior to Nick Gage making his return at the Hammerstein Ballroom, I think Effie had one of the loudest pops there. Yeah, no, he definitely did. He, he's a homegrown uh, GCW talent that is adored and loved mm-hmm. by the GCW universe. And he's just, uh, he's incredibly over it. And he's very entertaining, too. You know, yeah. uh, he, he takes the gimmick really serious. I mean, it's not even a gimmick. It's it's his real-life persona, man. It's him, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's super entertaining, man. This, this match should be freaking just, just weird, man. That's all I can really <laughs> say. It's just weird. And, and you know what? The crowd is going to eat it all oh, up 1,000%. Minoru Suzuki, too, like, he's just going to be like, what the fuck? Like, he's, like, he's, <laughs> I can't wait to see his, like, facials, man. Oh, my God. But you know what? I, I've, listen, if anything, this might be 
one of these matches where people might look at Effie. Like, I, I fully expect Minoru Suzuki to go over. But I feel like this is going to be one of these matches where people are going to look at Effie like, okay, he's just not a gimmick. Like, this guy could go too. And I'm not saying that he's not he's not a, a great wrestler now. But, like, for example, you know, a lot of people have their – while I don't feel this way, but a lot of people question Joey Janela as a wrestler, right? I'm not one of these mm-hmm. people. I think he's – I think, if anything, he's an underrated wrestler, right? But I remember when I – at Atlantic City when he fought Minoru Suzuki – Minoru Suzuki gave him a New Japan-style match. And guess what? Joey Janela hung there. He hung there. He went toe-to-toe with Minoru Suzuki. And I saw a lot of people that would trash Joey, saying like he was a nothing but a backyard wrestler, gain respect for Joey because he's like, wow, this guy really had like a New Japan-style match with Minoru Suzuki. And I feel like the same could happen for Effie. Yeah, and I hope it does. I really do. Listen, so once in a lifetime opportunity to face Minoru Suzuki, that, that opportunity don't come up uh, that often. So, um, and it's probably this match probably might never happen again. So I hope it's it's very successful for the both of them, especially for Effie, um, because like I said, this is probably one of the biggest matches to date of his career. I know he just came off of facing Jeff Jarrett, which is a was a pretty big deal in its own right. But uh, you know, Minoru Suzuki's on a different level. All right, dude. You want to talk some WrestleMania, bro? Oh, uh, do we have to? Can we, just, can we just end it here? How are you feeling about Mania overall? Um, I want to get what. How do you feel? Like, are you excited about it? Do you feel like on paper this Mania is looking kind of trash? How How do you give me your honest opinion? Like you always do. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the experience. You know, that, that's what WrestleMania is about. It's about the experience. It's about you know the whole entire week. Uh, of events leading up to it, man. Like, I can't wait to go uh, to the Superstore on Thursday and look at some merch. Big and, merch and, guy. You're a big merch yeah, guy. Yeah, big, big merch guy. Um, walk around the uh, Superstore access that they're doing a little bit. Uh, the vibe, I'm sure, will be, you know, just electric and energetic, and the whole city's just going to be uh, excited and filled with wrestling fans. And, you know, Saturday will come, and, and it'll be WrestleMania Saturday, and, you know, we'll head to the stadium, and, walking us to the stage for the first time. So, like, that type of stuff, thinking about that gets me really excited. And there is a few things on this mania that I'm really looking forward to that I think is going to be awesome. But there's a lot of filler. There's a lot of filler that should be on Raw or should be on SmackDown, not on WrestleMania. A lot of these matches, Saturday especially, I think Saturday's card is super, super weak. I think Sunday I'm more intrigued with uh, you know, what's going down on Sunday more so than Saturday. But this could be a good thing because sometimes when we look at WWE shows on paper and they look stacked, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't deliver. Right. When you go into a WWE show specifically with, like, no expectations at all, sometimes you walk away feeling a little bit surprised. Like, wow, that show was actually a lot of fun. Like, it was a lot better than it looked on paper. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hope. And that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, the two nights. I think people should just enjoy it for what it is. Uh, listen, the celebrity matches, I think Pat McAfee and Austin Theory is going to surprise a lot of people. I think Johnny Knoxville, with his Anything Goes stipulation now, and apparently Johnny Knoxville has been training for a while. I did not know that. Um, he is going to surprise a lot of people, I think. Listen, I think it's going to be fun, man. I think the KO and Stone Cold stuff is really going to deliver. I just feel like they've been really pushing this. KO is KO is committed to this. Stone Cold's committed to it. They keep dropping hints about how 
Stone Cold hasn't been in the ring since nine, for, for like 19 years, this and that. I think it's going to end up being a blast. And uh, listen, if it doesn't, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be positive here. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so, like, I guess the Mania Week it has always been more than the card anyways. Right, you know? right, right, right. All right, let's um let's break down some of the matches. We'll go night by night. Um, but before we do that, I do want to mention how I do feel like for some of these matches, the build has been pretty trash. But like on paper, minus maybe three, maybe even four matches the most. Most they're like okay, these don't really build. These this ain't really a mania match, but. But everything else, I mean, it's something. Like, WrestleMania feels like something. I will say that. The build might be questionable and, and kind of trash. But overall, if you look at the landscape of WrestleMania, like, it looks like something. Now, I, I, um, I, I guess we'll throw it on air for now. So, w- behind the scenes, right, I, I was kind of thinking about going to Mania. All right? I was, you know, I was, but due to some, um, some uh some some personal stuff uh nothing bad but just do some personal things that i had to do uh, that that was not happening so um but i was like listen i was thinking about just taking the trip for three days you know getting there like either late friday night early saturday and just doing the mania shows and leaving at some point monday like that that was like a a plan that was kind of in motion and even the old man leo is going to join for this okay which that's rare in itself but uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But um, you know, maybe some another wrestling trip will be in the works uh, soon. But let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, some of these matches. Let's start with night one. So I guess I'll bring this up later when we talk about night one. But let's start with uh, why is this even a match on Mania? See, we're already starting off with a bad start. Already a bad start. Good start off with the crap. Before we can skip over that crap. Why is Drew McIntyre and and Happy Corbin in this in, in this fucking car? Like Drew McIntyre was a guy that challenged for the world championship last year at WrestleMania. Okay, they opened up the show. They had a great match. The year before that, I get it, it was the pandemic, but he had like a really good feel moment, especially for the people that were watching at home because you know they were wrestling in front of no one. I always talk about this shot because like I I felt bad for Drew and Happy at the same time, and let me explain. After Drew won the championship and he defeated Brock Lesnar, he just kind of looked at the camera and he kept him while he was holding the title and he was just going like this. He was reaching his hand like into the camera and he was telling the audience, he was telling the viewers at home, thank you, thank you. And you could tell he was like emotional about it. I felt happy for him because he's like, wow, he finally accomplished winning the WWE championship, right? I was happy for him in that aspect. And I also felt bad too because it's like, wow, this guy should be having... Thousands and thousands of people fucking losing their minds that he finally defeated Brock Lesnar or whatever. And that's what was going to happen at WrestleMania too, especially the build of Lesnar and Drew McIntyre, right? And even with that moment getting taken away from him, the fans not being there, he still not even worry about himself not having the moment, but he was still telling the audience, thank you for just watching this show, this weird show and... Still, like, worrying about the audience, and I don't know, man. It, it just made me feel bad for the guy. Like, I'm like, fuck, man. This guy is su- such a great... He's such a great guy that he's not even worried about, like, him not even having fans around him. He still wants to give us a good moment, and he's telling us thank you. We should be thanking him. Nonetheless, I'm like, fuck, man. 
this guy deserves better. Why is he fighting Baron Corbin? And that's no disrespect to Baron Corbin, but it's like, this gimmick is crap. I don't like it. And I just think Drew deserves better. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely does, man. I'm a, I'm a big Drew guy. I really love, I really just admire him. And I think he's a tremendous performer. Um, I think he's going to get something big after WrestleMania because he's the only real star other than Roman, in my opinion, on SmackDown or that, you know, See, could go after the title. You could make uh, the argument, too, depending on what happens after WrestleMania, he's only the real threat to Roman, too. Yeah, exactly. I don't see anybody else. And I just feel like this, I mean, gosh, this, this Drew Baron or happy, I'm sorry, Corbin, um, and Mad Cat Moss story is just unfreaking believable. It's just, it's awful television. I mean, how many freaking times is Drew McIntyre gonna beat Mad Cat Moss? I mean, dude, I mean, really? Like he did it again last night. Like I, what? I like, know. Like, dude, we're getting this match at Mania, and they just gave it to us last night in the handicap match. Why was Drew even on Raw? He's not even on. Raw. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, why? Did Ryan, we... Ryan, it, it's not Raw. It's WrestleMania Raw. Oh, jeez, dude. What they? I swear to God, man, they should not stick the WrestleMania name anywhere other than WrestleMania itself. Come on. Because it makes the WrestleMania event feel less special if you're calling every freaking show WrestleMania. Come on, Ryan. I know you're excited. WrestleMania SmackDown. You're not excited. You're not excited for WrestleMania Backlash, bro? (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, hey, I'll be excited if the card's good, but I just hate the name of the show. Ridiculous, bro. They really know how to shove shit down your throat to the point where you're freaking sick of it. <laughs> All right. Do you want to uh, even make a prediction for that? <laughs> yeah, my prediction is Drew McIntyre. In like Listen, under five if, minutes. Drew, if Drew does not win, I will lose my fucking mind. Oh, he's winning. He's winning in under five minutes. Okay, I hope I hope that happens. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Um, okay, so this match just got announced. You got the New Day, Xavier Woods, or King Woods. With Kofi Kingston versus Sheamus and Rich Holland with Pete Dunne. I refuse to call him Butch. This is a freaking SmackDown match, man. What the <laughs> f- What is this shit doing on Mania? We can't get Ricochet defending the IC title yep, or Finn yep. Balor versus Damian Priest. But let's put this pointless tag team match that we've probably seen several times already on SmackDown. I don't know for sure because I don't watch SmackDown. But I'm pretty sure these four guys have interacted plenty of times. They, they, they've been wrestling SmackDown. every week. Um. Uh, it just it makes no sense, man. I mean, really, who who could care? I mean, I hope I hope they have good placement for for night one because I swear if we get Drew and Happy and then this match side by side, dude, I'll be in the bathroom for like a freaking hour and a half. If you want to really spark my interest here, you wouldn't call Pete Dunn Butch, okay? And instead of having Rich Holland in the match, you have Pete Dunn in the match tagging with Sheamus. Now that's something. That's something. Yeah, right. Instead, he's just just gonna stand ringside. With his stupid uh, suspenders and his dumb hat looking like a freaking, uh, uh, I don't know. You know what? Minus three, ma- three ma- uh, four matches of Jace. And you know why I'm saying the Jace. The, the rest of the card is pretty trash. So, like, <laughs> for night one. You have the Mysterious versus Miz and, and Logan Paul. And while I- I'm not interested in this match, I feel like this match could be something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because especially... Because Logan Paul right. has been putting out videos yes. out of training. His frog splash, I'll give him, it did not look terrible. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, listen, he's putting in the work. I respect that. Listen, right. if, if you're going to come in and do a match like this and you're not a full-time wrestler, if you're a celebrity or, you know, whatever you are, at least put in the work. You know, that's all I can ask. So, uh, yeah, this this could definitely be something. I agree. I, I, I see the Mysterious going over, buying a lot of you. Uh, I would not hate seeing Miz and Logan Paul go over. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, one way or another, I really just could care less, <laughs> I'll be completely honest. So I don't know. I, I'll go with the Mysterios as the safe bet. But, yeah, I mean, listen, the Miz and Logan Paul go over, whatever. So this next match, I like all the guys here, but it really just makes no sense why this match is even happening. And that's the Usos defending their tag titles against Shinsuke and, and Rick Boogs. Like, Rick Boogs, he, he's very charismatic. You know, he, he definitely, anytime he gets on the mic to do Shinsuke's entrance, you know, intro, crowd gravitates to the guy and then, Regardless how you feel about Shinsuke's booking, fan of Shinsuke Nakamura, and I'm a big fan of the Usos, but it's like, it's just one of those things like, okay, yeah, Shinsuke and the Rick Boogs gimmick is over. You know, we don't really got a legit other tag team because we don't care about the tag team division. Hey, let's just have them face the Usos at, at WrestleMania. That's how I feel why we're even getting this match, and I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm just not into it, but I see the Usos going over. I just don't understand why they couldn't build the Viking Raiders up to be viable challengers for the Usos. Because they had to do the job to almost last night. They had to do the job to almost. I know, I know. (laughs) I just, I mean, you have two guys that look like freaking monsters, okay? That are a well-oiled machine that have been a tag team for years that are a legit tag team. Why couldn't you build them up over these past few months and then have them challenge the Usos at Mania? Instead, you book them in a match at Saudi match never happened i'm pretty sure it happened on smackdown but i'm not um, don't quote me on that um but if it did obviously the usos went over and that was the end of the story there was no real story there and now they just put shinsuke and boogs in there uh, uh, two guys that are not a real tag team i i don't know man like see like this just makes no sense but what do i know um yeah listen the, the entrance should be cool rick boogs and, and shinsuke their entrance should be fun uh, but the Usos are not dropping these belts to these two guys. Yeah, definitely not. So this is a head-scratcher uh, for me, and I was telling you this before. I'm like, I do want to bring this up. Why is both women's championship matches on night one? Any idea why we're getting this? No clue. But yeah, I questioned that myself. It really... What the fuck, man? Like, couldn't you have swapped out, like, either... Lashley or almost or like the tag championship match, uh, the women's tag championship match to like night one to get like one of the women's world championship matches on like both nights. Like what the fuck? Like I just. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's, it's not something they normally do. Uh, I really hope, I, I hope they make a change because they've been making, they, they've been changing and changing galore. For like the last couple of weeks when it comes to like, oh, we're going to put this match on night one. No, we're going to do it on night two. Well, you know what? We're putting it back on night one. So I hope there's a change here because to me, I find it very odd that we're getting Lynch and Belair and Flair and Rousey on the same fucking night. So I think they spaced them out. I think I think uh, Becky and Bianca actually opens the show on Saturday. And then you have Charlotte and Ronda going on in the co-main event spot, which I guess technically, well, unless KO and Austin actually have a match, mm-hmm. it would be the main event match, right? But it wouldn't it 
be the actual like last thing on the show. Um, so they'll space them out, but yeah, it's it's still really odd to me. Um, from the minute they announced that, I was like, wait, what? This has to be a mistake, but yeah. clearly not. Um, I hope they make a change like later this week or like soon. Like I hope we get like an announcement or something, or like you know they just like, oh, hey, uh, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch are gonna be on night two or something, or like or vice versa or something. Like it's just. I, I just find it very odd that both women's world title matches are going to be on the same night. It's just weird. Hey, well, if we know one thing about Vince McMahon, he loves changing his mind at the last minute, so hey. who knows. All right, well, you know, for shits and giggles, we'll we'll, we'll start with uh, Becky and Bianca. Um, if you watched Raw last night, we, we had a, you know, a bit of a, a hair situation with um, Becky trying to cut Bianca, Bianca's ponytail, and then Bianca ended up getting the the better of Becky and kind of gave her a haircut. And you know what? I ain't gonna lie to you. She kind of, Becky didn't look bad with the haircut. Like <laughs> the mouth that she cut, like she cut it nice. Like there was like layers to Becky's hair. It didn't look bad. So it's like how much of damage did it do to Becky? I do expect like some type of like new look for Becky for WrestleMania. But who do you see going over in this match? I think it's got to be Bianca, right? I mean, they they've been building this story for a while now. Mm-hmm. They're I mean, I guess unintentionally, I'm, I'm not going to give WWE credit for any long-term storytelling, but, um, you know, the 26-second match at SummerSlam where Becky comes in and just yep. squashes Bianca, it's, it's, I feel like it's leading to the moment where Bianca gets her revenge, and I think it's time, man. I, I just, I think uh, Becky Lynch as champion has really run its course. I'll always love Becky. Right, uh, me too. Me she's too. an amazing human being. I've met her on numerous occasions. She could not be any nicer, so down-to-earth. I mean, genuinely adore her. Uh, but this character, this gimmick just ain't it, man. It's not working for me. She is trying to be a heel, but she will never, ever be booed by the crowd. I mean, she's just too lovable. She's uh, too good as a baby face. I just don't think this heel thing works. So take the belt off of her and uh, change up her gimmick. Turn her back into a baby face. And I don't know what you do with her, but you go from there. But I think it's. Uh, I think we need to see a new champion here. I'm a big fan of Becky Lynch too, man. And but I really have not necessarily been enjoying this run. I'm just not into it, man. I'm really in, I'm not. It's just like she's trying to be similar to Seth Rollins, just without the the hijinks and the and like the Joker s type stuff, you know. Like it's like she's trying to be similar to Rollins, but it's just not working. Uh-huh. What what worked best for her was being the man. And the whole big time back stuff, and it's just so prior to her becoming the man, right? People already loved Becky Lynch. Like people wanted her to get pushed. People wanted to see her get met her her spotlight and matches or whatever. And then when she took on this man moniker, that just kind of like elevated everyone's love for her. Now with this big time Bex, it's like people still love her, but they're not feeling the character she's portraying on TV. I'm not feeling it either. I, I, she needs to go back to being the man. And unfortunately, maybe... And while I do agree with you, Bianca does deserve to win this match. Bianca wins, and we kind of see a break from Becky, and then maybe we see the return of the man at some point. I, I think maybe a break from Becky Lynch could do some some good. And it doesn't have to be a long break. I'm not talking about like three months or four months, but maybe give her like a month off. And then... I don't know, write a story where she comes back and maybe start seeing the, you know, the story of her going back to being a babyface. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. I don't know. But 
I, I, I'm not really enjoying this big time Bex version of Becky Lynch. She needs to become the man again, and you know we'll, we'll see where we go from here. But yeah, Bianca Belair needs to win this. I said it these last couple of months. The thing with Bianca, even with defeat on how she lost the title, man, she still has remained very hot, and she deserves to 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 beat Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Oh yeah, listen, Bianca is just unbelievable. Yes. I think she's so awesome. Um, what a, what a, just a, a great talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely deserves to, to to you know hold this belt again and carry the Royal Women's Division on her back and just yeah, I mean she, she she's been great. She really has been booked pretty strong, especially over the last you know few months. Um, yeah, she's been facing Dewdrop like several times, really? but um, you know she always looks good in there. Like she always comes off. Yeah. looking even more impressive than the last time you've seen her. She's just, the things she does, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Charlotte Flair defending her Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, I enjoy these segments just for the Charlotte portion of it. Because I think Charlotte never fails on the mic. And anytime she gets physical, she knocks it out of the park. But man, Ronda Rousey. Ay, I don't know, bro. I, I it's just it's, it's a rough watch, man. And, you know, it, it, it looks like Ronda Rousey is going to win this. But man, I would love for Charlotte to retain here. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, me too, man. I am uh, definitely rooting hard for Charlotte here. But... Listen, Ronda Rousey's back, and she's back for one reason and one reason only, and that's to become champion. And it looks like she's sticking around for a while. I think she'll be around for at least the next year. And uh, I think she's facing Charlotte at Mania this year, and they're holding off on her versus Becky until next year in Los Angeles. And uh, I'm thinking maybe that'll be, like, Ronda's last hurrah, and, you know, she puts Becky over um, or something like that. I don't know, but... Yeah, listen, she's not coming back, winning the Royal Rumble, just to lose to Charlotte. She's going to become champion again, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how long she holds that belt for and and where it goes. But uh, I'm, I think I'm looking forward to seeing how the crowd reacts to this more than the actual match itself. Even though I have said it before on the show, and I will say it again, I, I still stand by my statement that the match will be good. I think the match will oh, definitely Oh, yeah. Deliver. I think the match will be good, too. I, I, I strongly uh, believe that. Now, whether yeah, the crowd's going to yeah. eat this up or not, that's a different story. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, listen, that's that's always fun to see. I um, wonder how many people pack their beach balls. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. All right, this is an interesting one. Seth Rollins versus TBA. Now, Ryan, who do you think TBA is going to be? So I saw earlier tonight that Shane McMahon is being flown in for WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think it's Shane. It's The Undertaker. I know, I know why everybody would feel this way, and it's sad, man. You know you know, it's so sad because if this was AEW, you know for a fact Tony Khan would never swerve anybody. He would give everybody what we want, what we think is going to happen. But you just never know with Vince, man. You just never freaking know. But I'm pretty confident it's Cody Rhodes, not Shane. So no, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't really, if I'm, you know, if anybody's out there that's, you know, worrying that's going to be Shane. 
you know it's what's funny Tony too about what you just mentioned right now too about Tony Khan or whatever. Let's let's just flip let's just flip that over real quick. Let's say Tony Khan says he has a surprise or whatever. There's gonna be like something some surprise like I don't know like entrant for let's like casino battle royal that's gonna happen at double or nothing. And I'm just throwing I'm just throwing this out there in the universe. Like oh there's gonna be like a really the 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 Joker's gonna be a big surprise big surprise you'll never expect it. It's something you guys will never expect. And if it would end up being Shane McMahon, the crowd would pop. The crowd would lose their minds. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crowd would lose their fucking minds. <laughs> oh, I know. Bro, that would be unbelievable. I'd lose my mind. <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's the funny thing about it. But you know what? It, it's And I'm not saying that in the sense because there's like a, a good portion of the wrestling audience that feels like AEW does everything perfect and there's just they do no wrong, etc. I'm not saying that. That's not the reason why I'm saying that. But it's just like... <clears throat> Tony Khan, like, saying this announcement, hypothetically speaking, let's say we would make this announcement and Shane was to pop up on their TV, it would be just a completely different vibe than when we see Shane on WWE. It's just completely right. different. It's different. Just like everybody. Right, right. So, Cody, Cody Rhodes, There's a, there was an interesting, um, by Russell Votes, there was an interesting tweet saying that uh, two um, people in higher power in WWE want to have Cody have the same presentation as an AEW. And I really hope that happens, dude. I, I want to see the, maybe not the, like the prelude where it's like, Oh, maybe not necessarily that, but like the, I, I want to hear the kingdom song. I want to see the pyro. I want to see Cody, bro. I want to see Cody Rose that we see in AEW. That's what do I want to see. I don't want to see no smoke and mirrors bullshit. I do not want to see that. No, no, it's going to be the same Cody Rose we've seen in AEW. I'm pretty confident that he's going to have his Kingdom theme song. He's still going to have the blonde hair. I'm pretty sure it's going to be everything that what we have seen and what we know uh, of Cody to be for of the last you know few months or few years. It's got to be because you know I forget who made up made this point, but it's it's it makes total sense if. You know, a casual fan or just say an AEW watcher uh, is scrolling through the channels and they come across Raw and they see Cody on there. Um, you know, they're instantly going to recognize him if he has the blonde mm-hmm. hair, if he has the theme song. Mm-hmm. The smoke and mirrors thing, bro. If he goes back to smoke and mirrors, oh. I mean, that's just ridiculous, bro. Oh. Like, like that. That's the. I I just I don't feel like they're they're going to go that direction at all. I don't even know why people. I I know why people think that, but man, like it. Listen, I know it's tough to give WWE the benefit of the doubt sometimes, but I think this is one of those times where it's like, no, like for sure they can't screw this up. So I'm pretty confident we're just going to get the Cody Rhodes that we know and love and not the dashing Cody Listen, Rhodes. Cody showing up on, on WrestleMania this weekend with that Kingdom theme, that's a moment. That's It is going to be a moment. That's a moment. I fully expect that crowd to lose their fucking minds, and the second he gets in the ring... I fully expect like a holy shit chant breaking out before the match even starts, cause it's like fuck, dude. Like the VP from your competitor has just switched sides and came back to WWE. How fucking nuts is that, dude? Dude, I, I honestly can't picture it. Like it's just like I can't wait to see it with my oh. own two eyes. I, I I feel like it's one of those things where it's like you can't fully believe it until you actually see it. It's it's. You said it perfectly. It's going to be a freaking moment, man. Austin's going to get the loudest pop of the night. But I fully expect, if, if Cody's the guy, which I fully expect Cody to be the guy that faces Seth Rollins, 
I see Cody getting the second biggest pop of the night. Absolutely. 110%. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they create an insane moment for him, um, you know, because the guy 100% deserves it. You know, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, he's a traitor, this and that. Dude, the guy freaking bet on himself. He left, and he made himself a bigger star, and now he's coming back. He deserves the loudest ovation of the night, besides, obviously, Stone Cold. Um, the second, so I guess the second loudest ovation of the night. And, uh, yeah, he deserves that big-time WrestleMania moment. So I hope, I hope he gets it, man. I hope the crowd just goes apeshit. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be a moment. It's been it's been rumored, it's been reported that the main event slot for WrestleMania Night One will be this KO show with Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't know if it's gonna be a match. I don't know if it's gonna be a brawl, whatever. But it's gotta be something. It's got a main event. Like I fully, I, I I'm expecting like a ten minute something, whether it's a brawl, maybe an unsanctioned match, maybe I don't know something. But we're getting some physicality for ten minutes. That's my prediction and. Austin is going to go open. Yeah, listen, I don't know if the bell rings officially or whatnot, but even if it doesn't, man, if they brawl outside the ring for five to ten minutes, I'd be satisfied and happy with that. Yep. Listen, they're going to send the crowd home happy with Stone Cold on top, mm-hmm. but it's not just going to be one stunner and then that's it, celebrate with beers. It's going to be much more than that. The guy looks like he's in incredible shape. They've been building this up. Kevin Owens has done an exceptional job at this. Um, you know, it's main eventing for a reason, so I firmly believe it's going to deliver – Whatever they have planned, it is, it's going to be fun for, for everybody. So, um, yeah, I, I it's it's hard, like I said, to give a firm prediction mm-hmm. because I just really don't know for sure. Um, but whatever it is, I think, you know, it's it's it has to deliver. Yeah, it will. All right, let's move on to night two. Let's start with um, this fatal four-way uh, women's tag team championship match. We got... Zelina and Carmella versus defending their tag titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi, uh, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Listen, this women's tag division is atrocious. Um, it, it's a shame that the women in this match are talented women. It, it's not that they're not talented. It's just they haven't really given them the audience to care about. I hope, I really hope that they, you know, they they make up for it with a great match. You know, because all women could work here. And as for who goes over, I'm going to say Naomi Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, dude, I uh, I couldn't give a shit less about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, listen, I, I, I saw a graphic the other day that Sasha Banks is 0-6 at WrestleMania. So Oy. there you go. Um, she'll probably get her first win there. Um, I will say I, I do dig Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan Me as a team, too. though. I even uh, like their yeah. entrance together. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they're pretty they're pretty fun. So yeah. if they end up winning, I'd be uh, pretty happy with that as well. Mm-hmm. But I think you know, I think the no brainer here is to give Sasha Banks a freaking win at WrestleMania. So this just got announced yesterday, last night on Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley, the Almighty, returned, and we're gonna get a Bobby Lashley almost match. Bobby Lashley has to go over. There's no way almost is winning this. No way in, and no chance in hell. No. I really? I'm going with Bobby Lashley. I'm going with my guy Bobby Lashley. He's got to win this. There's no way almost is winning this, bro. He's terrible. <laughs> I mean, he is. He, he's he's god awful. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Does Vince think he's god awful? I don't know. That's that's the only. That's my only concern. I feel like Vince loves this guy oh. for some reason. Um, listen, honestly, I. I think I 
um, I don't hate this just because of like the the size, and I would love to see like obviously it ain't gonna be no technical classic. All right, let's let's put it that way. But uh, if they could just pummel each other for like you know five minutes, kind of be should kind of be entertaining. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, as far as who goes over, man, I don't know. I mean, I just I just feel like this is all about Omos here. But who knows? All right. Uh, triple threat match for the tag team championships. The Raw tag team champions. You have uh, RK Bro versus the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. <sighs> Listen, if RK Bro are gonna still stay together, they're retaining. But if this is gonna lead to the breakup where either team wins, and then that's when Randy turns on Riddle. Randy, hey Randy. If this is where <laughs> Randy turns on Riddle, if that's if that's what's gonna lead to. I, I'm gonna go with RK, bro. I, I, nah, they're gonna retain. They're gonna retain the titles. I'm going with them. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they'll retain as well. I don't think the breakup's coming anytime soon. Uh, maybe before SummerSlam, but uh, hey, Randy. It, it's it's not happening right now. Okay. It, the reason that these two aren't facing at Mania is yeah. because I'm pretty sure Randy Orton went to officials yeah. and said, "Listen, hold off on the breakup because I'm having too much fun." So they're gonna keep the belts on them. I believe. I I really believe that. Maybe we'll get Matt Riddle breaking the fourth wall and be like, "Hey, Randy, is the reason why we didn't have Mania matches because you actually really like me as a friend?" <laughs> <laughs> I love those two together. I do. I, I really I do enjoy RK Bro, but once again, WWE they don't give a shit about their tag division. It's like Alpha Academy, like. I like Chad Gable a lot. A lot. I love the work that he's doing, but I really could give two shits about Otis. And then you got the Street Profits, which it it seems like they're kind of trying to turn them heel. I don't know what's going on there. It seems like they're 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 showing a side of aggressiveness. So this might be actually one of those matches. While like I have no interest in it on on paper, this might be one of those matches that might be something. Yeah, no, I I honestly think this match is going to be a banger. Yeah, I yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it should be a lot of fun, but, you know, these are the only three tag teams on Raw, so RK Bro retains, where do you go from here, you know, so that's, that's the only thing that sucks about it. Yeah. All right, it, it, it's a shame, it's not even a shame, it's like, wow, like the two quote-unquote celebrity matches, right, on, on night two, I have more interest on both of them than the, than those three matches that I just named right now, um, <laughs> Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. I'm a listen. I'm a big Pat McAfee guy. I I think to me, Pat McAfee does no wrong. Austin Theory, I think he's talented. I hate I hate how he's portrayed on TV, especially when he gets on the mic. I feel like every time he gets on the mic, I feel like it's cringe. But there's something there. He's very talented. They just need to figure it out, or the writers need to come out with better shit for him. But I think this match is gonna be good and. I can see Austin Theory winning this, but I'm going to go with my guy, Pat McAfee. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. This is a tough one to call. Um, I could really see it going either way, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'll go with Pat McAfee as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Listen, I think this match is going to be great. Yeah. I really do. I think, uh, you know, Pat put a nice post on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it, talking about just how he's been preparing for Mania. And yeah. it's, a, it's a dream for him and how he grew up with his parents being hardworking parents that really drove him to chase his dreams and everything. I just thought it was awesome. Um, and obviously, we saw what he can do in the ring. Yeah. He's taking this as serious as anybody, I'm sure. 
And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this. And I think the story has, has been pretty fun too. Yeah. Uh, I think they've built it pretty well for, for you know, what it is. So uh, it's a tough one to call. I think, like I said, it can go either way, but I'll go with Pat McAfee yeah. as well. Just listening to his show on the Pat McAfee show, like the podcast version and just everything he does. Like I said, I, I'm a, bl- a little bit biased because to me, I just think he does no wrong. I love him on commentary and he seems like a great guy. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I know. I would love to meet him. Yeah, me too. Uh, an- another match that I'm really like excited for. I'm I'm really looking forward to this match, and that's Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville, and an Anything Goes match. I'm a big Jackass fan. I've loved Jackass since I was a kid, and just seeing how good this story has been between Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville makes me think like, wow. Imagine back in, I think that was, I want to say 2000 and, I forget what year it was. Maybe 2009, if I had to take a wild guess. Or maybe 2007, 2009. One of those years or whatever. Somewhere in the mid-2000s, like, where they were going to originally run an angle with the Jackass crew in Umaga. And they were going to have a match at SummerSlam. And they had, like, posters. They had shit mocked up already for it. And the match didn't take place because, like... The jackass guys pulled out because of the Chris Benoit situation. After the Chris Benoit thing happened, they pulled out and they wanted nothing to do with uh, SummerSlam and the, the, the fucking angle went to shit. But they were originally supposed to do an angle with Umaga for SummerSlam. And I'm like, wow. If this is how good the stuff that we're getting from some, Sami Zayn and, and Johnny Knoxville now. And Johnny Knoxville, I mean, he's no spring chicken. He's, he's older. He's not what he was like. 10 years ago, right? I'm like, fuck, man. Like, imagine how good the shit that the Jackass guys would have done back then. But I'm really enjoying this, and, you know, it just, you could tell that Sami Zayn's having a lot of fun doing this, too, as well. And, um, listen, man, I'm gonna go with my guy Johnny Knoxville. I think he's gonna pick up the win somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think so, too. I mean, listen, I, you bring these celebrities in, it's, uh, I just feel like they're going to go over. And obviously beating Sami Zayn is, I mean, it doesn't even matter at this point. This guy loses all the time. But let me just say kudos to him for freaking just really building this as well. I mean, listen, there's been so many guys who have really worked so hard to build their Mania matches to make them feel important. Mm -hmm. And Sami Zayn is one of those guys. I mean, I don't know if you've been following his Instagram the videos yeah. of him on the streets in Knoxville, Tennessee, interviewing random people about <laughs> Johnny Knoxville. Dude, these videos have me dying, bro. Uh, Johnny Knoxville putting his phone number on, um, on the airplane. You know I called, and, right? I called. Did you? And it went through. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's, so it's Sammy Zane's voicemail pops up, and he goes like, hey. If you're calling me right now, I can't pick up because uh, I'm getting all these phone calls and like my voice message is like full. If you could somehow get through, just leave your name or something. I'll try to get back at, at you. The second I saw this, his number getting posted or whatever, I'm like, I got to call to see if I, I could get through. And when I tell you, I called about maybe like five, six different times and it was just busy, busy, busy. Oh, busy. my God. Yeah. Dude, that is so funny, man. That is uh, absolutely hilarious. Oh, but my I, God. yeah, like uh, like I said, like it's just that the story has been fun, and unfortunately, it's it's been mainly on social media. I feel mm-hmm. like where it's mm-hmm. been built, but um, listen, the anything goes stipulation has definitely intrigued or upped my intrigue. I will say, um, but yeah, I, I think Johnny Knoxville probably will go over and like I said, I, I'm intrigued to see how this all goes down and how he actually is inside the ring. 
Alright, the match I predict that will steal WrestleMania weekend as a whole. Besides WWE, just in general, altogether. That's including the Ring of Honor stuff, the GCW, everything. I feel like this match will steal the weekend. And that's Edge versus AJ Styles. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. Big fan. Um, big fan of AJ since he first started in the early 2000s. Big fan of Edge as well. Emotionally, I'm torn because I love these guys. I love both of them so much. But I'm going to go with my guy, AJ Styles. I think AJ Styles gets the big win here. Yeah, I think I think Edge puts AJ over too. I think AJ needs it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he obviously needs it way more than Edge. I don't know if Edge is going to stick around after Mania or he's going to go away and come back around SummerSlam time. <laughs> or he goes uh, to AEW, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I hope. Edge gets a, um, AJ Styles, excuse me, gets a big win here. And then, listen, I hope he freaking gets something. Get something. I mean, my God, you have, you have, uh, your a main event star right there for, on Raw. Like, just do something with them. Yeah. So, I think, uh, you know, he wins here and then hopefully moves on to bigger and better things. But I'm definitely looking forward to this, too. It's, you know, there's not many dream matches out there anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that, gets thrown around a lot nowadays but this is definitely a match that i don't think anybody ever thought we'd see so it, it's pretty freaking cool dude you literally have arguably one of the greatest active wrestlers you know in your company still he's active he, you just signed him to a new deal do something with him like to me aj styles deserves another world title run now that's a bridge that we had across at some point depending on how this brock lesnar roman reigns story goes and where do we go from here but AJ Styles is more than deserving to have another world title run. He deserves it. You know, he's a company guy. He's uh, he's in that Shawn Michaels role. And, and that's also, that kind of contradicts what I'm saying too. Because since he's in that Shawn Michaels role, he doesn't need a title, right? Because that's just how great he is. But at the same time, it's like as a fan, you're like, you know how great this guy is. He deserves another, another title run. Absolutely. 100%. It's a no-brainer. I mean, listen. Give him, I mean, if it's going to be his last run, then that's fine. I mean, the guy's already had more reigns than I thought he would. But, yeah. listen, he has not done anything of relevance in a long, long time. This is this is the most relevant, in my opinion, that he's been in a while, this feud with Edge. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he had the Raw Tag Team titles, but I didn't care about that. Right. Uh, bring, you know, give us, you know, the real AJ Styles yeah. back, and uh, yeah, just just make him a top guy, you know. Like you just say, you have him there. You don't have him for that much longer. You, you know, just utilize him yeah. to the best of his abilities while he could still go. Because you know, you're not going to be able to bring him back when he's long and gone. You know, I know they they love bringing back these old timers, but utilize him while you got him on your current roster, and he's still at his best. I agree, one thousand percent. The biggest match. In WrestleMania history. At least that's what they're dubbing it, okay? And the funny thing is that this is a match that we've seen in other WrestleManias before. The difference here is people actually want to see this match now. People didn't want to see the match before. And that's title versus title. A unification match to crown the new WWE Unified Universal Champion. I think that's the name. I could be wrong here. And that's Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns goes over. Roman Reigns... The tribal chief, the head of the table, the needle mover, God mode, standing tall with both world titles. That's it, bro. There's no there's no way Brock Lesnar's going over, bro. Yeah. 
No, I totally agree. I totally agree. This is this is Roman's moment, and um, yeah, I don't. You know, a lot of people are probably thinking that The Rock is going to come out and confront Roman after this. I mean, I'm not holding my breath on that at all. But um, yeah, I think WrestleMania Night Two goes off the air with Roman holding both belts high over his head. It's it's just. I don't see it going any other way. I really don't. I, I, I don't think there's any chance that Brock Lesnar wins here. I really don't. And listen, I hope this is the final match we ever see these two wrestle. And I don't be. I listen. No disrespect. Like you said, I am very much looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. I think everybody is this time around. This is the most well built story they have ever done between these two guys. Um, and this is probably the most excited everybody's been to see these two guys wrestle, but enough is enough. Biggest match of all time. It can't get much bigger than this, all right? It's for both belts. They're calling it a unification, but let's be honest, it's not going to be a unification at all. Let this be it. Let's just be the final hurrah. Let Brock put Roman over, and uh, yeah, whether you want to have The Rock come out or not, I don't care. One way or another, Roman needs to be standing tall, and then... Uh, See what happens with these two belts, man, because Meltzer says they're going to end up being separated in the end anyway. So I'm not really sure what the point of this is then. I, this is what I see happening. I see, obviously, Roman's going to go over. And then at some point, maybe a couple months from now, maybe at a SummerSlam, Roman's probably going to end up losing one of those titles. And he still will continue being Universal Champion. So he will lose the World Championship and then still remain the universal champion and just keep on adding days and days and days and days. Like I like I said, I, I really don't want to see him drop the universal title. Like if he's gonna drop any title, it should be the WB world title. Yeah, I agree because that's the title that he's got this just long reign with, so that would make no sense if they had him keep the WWE title and then, you know, then they just keep on making it seem like he's still on this long run when he's really not because he dropped the title that He's been on the long run with. So, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I mean, how they separate this, I don't know. But then again, I'm, I'm sitting here wondering how they're going to separate it, bro. And, like, they literally just trade titles after the brand split. So, like, uh, honestly, I don't know how they're going to separate it, but I really don't think it's going to be anything extravagant. If I had um, to take a wild guess, if I had to take a wild fucking guess, this is how I would do it. But then again, you know, we, we actually use common sense here when we come up with these, like, uh, fantasy booking ideas. WWE doesn't use common sense. But if I had the pen, you have Roman just fucking... Go on a on a power trip, saying like he's untouchable. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He's a unified champion. He owns both shows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Leading to a pay per view, you have Adam Pierce go like, if you think you're so good, you should defend those titles separate. If you think you're that good, and then Roman's like, all right, whatever, we'll do it. And maybe Paul Heyman's gonna try to talk him out of it or whatever. And Roman's like, no, 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 I got this, I got this. And you have him obviously the WWE World Title in one match, and then just retain the Universal Title later on in the night. He defends both titles in one night. I, I guess, I mean, hey, that would work if that's what they want to do. I still feel like after all this, they should just create one world title and that's it. I mean, they don't need two. They don't need a brand split. They don't need, they don't have a big enough roster for it, you know? Merge everything together at this point. I know they're not going to do it, but. They're going to mer- uh, they're merging, really wish they're they merging both brands and AEW just created, well, he didn't create another brand, but he now owns another brand, Ring of Honor. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's wild, man. Wrestling is wild, but 
I think that's about it, dude. I think we covered everything, man. So, just some last-minute thoughts, dude. How do you feel like right now? You know, in a couple hours, you're going to be flying to Dallas, man. Are you ready? Are you pumped? How do you feel? How are you feeling right now? Uh, right, yeah, I'm ready, man. I'm currently pretty tired, but besides that, I am. I think I'm pretty ready to land in Dallas and start partying and get this Mania weekend kicked off. It's, uh, like I said, I still get that excitement feeling no matter what the card looks like or anything like that, so... I'm sure once I get to Dallas and start seeing the WrestleMania signage posted everywhere in the airport and yeah, yeah. banners all around while driving, uh, that, that's always exciting to see. So, uh, wish you were coming, man. No, I, know. I really do. I know. Like I said, we'll get back to another wrestling trip at, at mm-hmm. some point. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, D- Dallas is definitely a fun town, too. I remember when I went there for WrestleMania 32, there was the WrestleMania banners all over the place in downtown Dallas. So, um, it, you'll you'll have fun in Dallas. It's definitely a nice little uh, party. Now, I won't even call it a party city, but just like the bars and there's just the atmosphere there. It's I'm not gonna say is as good as New Orleans, but it's really good though. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely heard that as well. And mm-hmm. I've never been to Texas at all ever, and I kind of always wanted to experience it. And yeah. uh, everyone's yeah. nice. Everyone's super nice in Texas, in Dallas at least. Oh, that's good. Yeah, at least at least people are nice somewhere in this world. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right give me your plugs in ryan all right at lucha outsiders on twitter i'll definitely be posting a bunch of pics and videos and some content on there um so definitely keep an eye out for that wrestling radar on youtube definitely subscribe but i'm not sure if we're gonna be vlogging it i haven't really talked to my brother about that so no promises but um i'll definitely be having a lot of stuff posted on the twitter account so definitely follow that before i get my plugs some house cleaning stuff this weekend. WrestleMania weekend obviously ain't going to be no show. No show. But the following weekend, fucking Leo will be back on. And I might have a future wrestling show trip announcement. I might have. I'm not sure. I want to say I will, but also don't want to jig myself. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. You can follow me at RayDarsis87. But make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm not going to do the plus of the podcast because you're listening to the podcast already. We didn't do a live show, so that's about it. For the old man, Leo, that's not here. He's probably knocked out right now. For Ryan Radar, that will be in Dallas. So if you see him, don't be a peckerhead and say what's up. Yes. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep a radar and stay too sweet. and Enjoy WrestleMania. Goodbye. And good night, Ben.